Good morning, Anchor. This is Kaylee Chella checking in with your Sunday morning news rundown. President Trump on Saturday declared, quote-unquote, mission accomplished for a U.S.-led allied missile attack on Syria's chemical weapons program. But the Pentagon said the pummeling of three chemical-related facilities left enough others intact to enable the Assad government to use banned weapons against civilians if it chooses. Trump tweeted after U.S., French, and British warplanes and ships launched more than 100 missiles nearly unopposed by Syrian air defenses, quote, a perfectly executed strike. Could not have had a better result. Mission accomplished. His choice of words recalled a similar claim associated with President George W. Bush following the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq. Bush addressed sailors aboard a Navy ship in May 2003 alongside a mission-accomplished banner just weeks before it became apparent that Iraqis had organized an insurgency that tied down U.S. forces for years. The nighttime Syria assault was carefully limited to minimize civilian casualties and avoid direct conflict with Syria's key ally, Russia. But confusion arose over the extent to which Washington warned Moscow in advance. The Pentagon said it gave no explicit warning. The U.S. ambassador in Moscow, John Huntsman, said in a video, quote, Before we took action, the United States communicated with Russia to, quote, reduce the danger of any Russian or civilian casualties. Dana W. White, the chief Pentagon spokeswoman, said that to her knowledge, no one in the Defense Department communicated with Moscow in advance other than the acknowledged use of a military-to-military hotline that has routinely helped minimize the risk of U.S.-Russian collisions or confrontations in Syrian airspace. Officials said this did not include giving Russia advanced notice of where or when Allied strikes would happen. Russia has military forces, including air defenses, in several areas of Syria to support President Bashar Assad in his long war against anti-government rebels. Russia and Iran called the use of force by the United States and its allies a quote-unquote military crime and act of aggression. The UN Security Council met to debate the strikes but rejected a Russian resolution calling for condemnation of the aggression by the three Western allies. Trump's U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, told the session that the president has made it clear that if Assad uses poison gas again, quote, the United States is locked and loaded. Assad denies he has used chemical weapons, and the Trump administration has yet to present hard evidence of what it says precipitated the Allied missiles attack, a chlorine gas attack on civilians in Doma on April 7th. While hundreds of Syrians gathered in Damascus, the capital where they flashed victory signs and waved flags in scenes of defiance after the early morning barrage, Assad tweeted, quote, good souls will not be humiliated. The Associated Press reports that Kentucky's Republican governor says he guarantees a child was sexually abused because they were left home alone after teachers forced the closure of more than 30 school districts to come to have a rally at the state capitol. Bevin's comments came shortly after Republican lawmakers vetoed to override his vetoes of a two-year operating budget that included increasing spending for public education with the help of an accompanying $480 million tax increase. Thousands of teachers gathered at the Capitol to ask lawmakers to override the vetoes. More than 30 school districts said they were forced to close because they didn't have enough teachers. Evan told reporters outside the Capitol on Friday night that it was quote-unquote offensive that so many districts were closed. A spokesman for the Kentucky Education Association declined to comment. Art Bell, a radio host best known for a paranormal-themed nightly show syndicated on hundreds of stations in the 1990s, died at his home in southern Nevada. Nye County Sheriff Sharon Werley announced in a Facebook video that Bell died on Friday. He was 72 years old. An autopsy will be conducted to determine the cause of death, she said. Bell hosted the popular radio talk show Coast to Coast AM before he left the airwaves in 2002. He broadcast the show from his radio station at KNYE in Parump. The program focused on Bell's conspiracy theories and his fascination with the paranormal and unexplained phenomena such as UFOs and crop circles. 
According to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, he served as his own producer, engineer, and host. Fans, including celebrities like William Shatner and singer Josh Groban, took to Twitter to praise Bell. Groban recalled staying up late to listen to the host's one-of-a-kind voice and how, quote, his shows were so weird and spooky but somehow managed to hold off your skepticism. Bell, who grew up in a military family, became an FCC-licensed radio technician by the age of 13, according to the Coast to Coast AM website. He later enlisted in the U.S. Air Force while also starting his own pirate radio station. The Associated Press reports that a retired white Detroit firefighter is being charged with assault with intent to murder after a shot was fired at a black teen who police say knocked on the door of the man's suburban Detroit home to ask for directions to school. Jeffrey Zeigler was arraigned on Friday. The 53-year-old was arrested Thursday after a woman told 911 her husband had chased a black male who tried to break in. Oakland County Sheriff's deputies later learned that a shot had been fired at 14-year-old Brennan Walker. Deputies found Walker down the street. The teen also lives in Rochester Hills and says he was trying to explain to the woman that he needed directions to high school when a man came downstairs and grabbed a gun. Walker told WJBK-TV that he started to run, and that's when he heard the gunshot. Fortunately, the young man was not injured in the shooting. Zeigler's bond was set at $50,000. Authorities in Cincinnati pledged Thursday to find out what went wrong in the death of a 16-year-old boy they say became trapped by a minivan bench seat in a school parking lot. His body was found about six hours after he first called 911. Police Chief Elliot Isaac said something went quote-unquote terribly wrong in Kyle Plush's death. He said a dispatcher was put on administrative leave and that the actions of all personnel involved will be reviewed. Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieter said his office is trying to identify experts to help its own probe with coroner's office. The coroner ruled the teen died of asphyxia from his chest being compressed. Authorities indicated that he was in the rear of the minivan when he became trapped by a seat. The teen first called 911 at about 3.15 Tuesday, saying he was stuck inside a van in desperate need of help. But he was unable to hear the dispatcher's questions, police said, and a call back to his cell phone after it disconnected went to voicemail. Responding police drove through the area looking for signs of anyone in distress, but saw nothing out of the ordinary in the school complex that has several parking areas. The teen called 911 again at around 3.35. Police said this time he provided a description of the vehicle as he desperately pleaded for help but couldn't hear the dispatcher. Isaac said the information didn't get relayed to officers at the scene. The teen said over 911, quote, This is not a joke. I'm almost dead. He asked the dispatcher to, quote, Tell my mom I love her if I die. Police were unable to locate him on any of the several parking lots of the Seven Hills School Complex. A Hamilton County Sheriff's deputy on traffic duty as school let out also checked around. Police said a friend called Plush's parents that evening saying he hadn't shown up as planned for a tennis match. His mother used an app to locate his phone at Seven Hills. They called the county dispatch center and police said family members then arrived at the unlocked vehicle with the unresponsive teen inside. Police and fire responders getting there just before 9 p.m. were unable to revive him. hate to leave you on that note, but that is all the news I have for you for today. Be sure to check back in with me tonight for an update. This is Kaylee Chella, checking out.